when you didn't eat, you made sure we ate. You went to sleep hungry. You sacrificed for us. You're the real MVP. Well, all right, guys. Welcome back. Welcome to ZST Zoom Sports Talk, the zestiest podcast out there with the hottest takes in all of sports. Um, I am Carter, joined by Jake and Frankie, the usual. And um, today is the 9th of May, 2021, episode, I believe, 7. So today we're going to be having some... uh, Big headlines with some hot takes. I know uh, a lot of audience recommended topics today, so I know you guys are really going to enjoy this. So I'll let you guys get in a little bit of that. Yeah, let me just start by saying happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. This is a great holiday. We love to see all the posts. And, you know, sports wouldn't be possible without mothers. So love the shout, out, shout out to all the moms. You're Let's, the real uh, MVP. You're the, you're the real MVP. Let's get right into the action. Champions League final, Man City versus Chelsea. A couple of us, maybe just one of us, were right. I had Chelsea going through, but I also had PSG going through. Frankie went over two, and Carter, spot on. So Carter, since you were spot on, let's hear a, let's hear your Champions League final prediction. You know, now now that we're here, one game away from Chelsea winning the Champions League, I feel like I got I got to pick them. I feel like I'm original. <laughs> I think I believe I believe I, I picked. Man City to win just because they're like that good. They could feel like three starting lineups that could honestly compete for the Champions League. I've seen things that like Riyad Mahrez is the best player in the world right now. I mean, like the dude is on a Come tear, on but like it comes down to one game. It's ride or die, neutral site. Do I think Chelsea can get it done? Yes, they have a great keep in mind. Keep in mind, Chelsea won two one yesterday. Yeah, they did, and they've beat they beat City before that too. I mean. Look, I, I got, I got a a two one win for Chelsea in the next one. Mason Mount, goal. Bad, and, bad, bad, bad boy. And Golo Conte goal. And Golo Conte goal. Okay, okay. Yeah, but then, I, but the, but then I got the the classic Aguero, and even though he went for the Pinteca yesterday and missed. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna score in uh, in, in the final. But honestly, if if City wins. It'd be a great exit to Aguero's career, Man City. I know uh, he definitely deserves to get one. Um, I, and I said that in the original, too. So, honestly, just glad it's not um, Real Madrid or PSG. But at the end of the day, I, I'd rather have Chelsea win than – I saw something. It was um, – they, they called the PSG versus Man City game, they called it, like, Oil Classico instead of El Classico because it's just, like, <laughs> battle of, like, the big money teams. So it'd be good to see Chelsea win. I mean, I obviously want them to win. Jake, I know you do too. And Frankie, I know you're rooting for them too because you, you're. Uh, it'd be, I think it'd be criminal for Frankie to pick City here, but uh, let's let's go yeah. ahead and hear what he has to say about this this final game. Um, I have similar similar prediction to Carter. I think Man City jumps out in the lead with an Aguero goal, and the headlines are starting to form. Everyone's saying Aguero's last game. He has the game win in the Champions League, but. Psych, psych, Olivier Giroud header. Oh, you think Giroud is starting the Champions League final game? No, no, he's coming on at halftime. This okay. is a they're taking Werner out. A, this is gonna be a Manchester United esque second half performance. Timo Werner, nah, they're putting Olivier Giroud a, a brace with headers. <laughs> Who won? That'll be wow. the 18- 52nd minute and 89th minute. Wow, we're, want, getting, we're getting specific. 
That is very specific. I want to see a Werner goal like Fernando Torres scored. Like the, the around. Oh, yeah. Oh. Imagine, oh. <laughs> imagine that. That'd be crazy. Oh, man. I'm so happy for his confidence that he was finally able to net one in that second leg against Real Madrid. But, uh, yeah, as you said, you know, I'm also rooting for Chelsea. Uh, I picked a good year to wa- start watching European football and uh, picked a good team, I guess. I got lucky. Um, I have a similar prediction. I'm going to go with a final score of three to two, though. I think City gets a goal early from De Bruyne. And then I think Chelsea comes back and scores Havertz, though, I'm taking to score. I think Havertz should get the start as a, a false take. nine kind of role. <laughs> well, hey, he's been playing well. He's been playing well in the Prem. But... Yeah. And then I think Kristen Pulisic, who deserves the start and should get it, comes back and scores as well. And I, I'm, I'm calling a 3-2 finish. The, the last two goals, I'm not really sure where they're coming from, but I'm going 3-2 to Chelsea. I'm hoping it doesn't have to go to extra time or anything, but uh, it, it should be an interesting game. And I think everyone here is excited for it. And uh, is it confirmed that it's been moved to England? Because I know there was some drama around it being in Istanbul. Yeah, there was. There's no – it's still in Istanbul for now. Okay. Also, yeah. can I make one more prediction? Of course you can. An Ederson blunder. Ooh. I think it's going to go through his hands. Ooh. I'm getting real specific here, but yeah, and Ederson's been one of the best goalies in the world right now, so it's definitely a exactly. hot take. Um, but I like that. Honestly, you know, I, we're known for hot takes here. He's just he's just Sergio Romero with tattoos. <laughs> yeah. well. he's, just, he's the Brazilian Kepa down the day. Hey, Kepa has stepped it up a little bit since Suchel's been there, but still is not. I really hope he doesn't start though. I don't think he'll start, but no, Mendy's no. been playing so well. No yeah. way he starts. Mendy has, I think, over 15 clean sheets. This, like, he's just been playing ridiculous. He's one of the best goalies in the in the Premier League right now. And yeah, I don't think he gets enough credit. That might be a little bit of a hot take too. So those are our Champions League final predictions. Only time will tell who is right and who is wrong. Three people here picked Chelsea. Like I said, it would have been criminal for Frankie to go uh, to root for City. So let's hope we are uh, we go three for three. Moving on from England back over across the pond to where we are from. Two of the most watched sports in America are the NFL and the NBA. And, you know, we were just scrolling through Instagram the other day and we came across a little debate. What is it harder to win, an NBA championship or an NFL championship? I have my answer. I know you guys have your answer. And Frankie's, I would love to hear yours first. Um, I've had a little bit of trouble with this one. I'm really not sure. I can see both sides. Um, obviously, NBA, you're playing more games. It's a seven-game series, so I think that's more telling of who the better team is. Just because if you slip up, you have an off day, you have an injury, an illness, and you lose one game, your season's not over. But also, I also... So you think that makes saying, it harder, correct? That's what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also, I can see people arguing that um, the NFL is more of a team effort. You need more guys, um, obviously more positions, and an NBA... If you have a superstar like a Kawhi Leonard, you can end up winning the NBA title with obviously they have he had a great cast, but he didn't really have a superstar or really that great of an all-star. I think Siaka might have been an all-star that year, but um so I think at the end of the day, I think the NFL is harder just because of the team aspect. You need everyone to be on. You need 22 plus guys to be on rather than just 
eight guys, and I think that makes a lot of difference not to take away anything from an NBA title. I like the take. I like the take. Carter, to you. I don't know if you like that take. I mean, look, I'm I'm also going to go with NBA, but, like, in my opinion, I feel like there's only one. It's the only right answer. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't Frankie go with NFL? Um. I mean, yeah, but like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the NBA. So you're gonna go with the NBA. I, I, I think, I think it's, I think there's one right answer here, and I think it's the NBA, just because you look at how long the season is, um, like for the NBA, and I know regular season versus playoffs, like, I think, like, Frankie made a good point about getting lucky in the playoffs, or like, like not being able to blunder in the playoffs, like a game, which is true, and like it is definitely more of a team effort when it comes to football, but I think. When you look at the NFL, like, you could have a bad first half of the season and win four straight games. You could win four straight games and you're in the playoffs. Like, that's just how it works. But it's so much harder to win one NFL game than to win, you know, I'd say even five NBA games. Well, I mean, like, I I think if you put each game in, like, in and of itself – like, like it's just a game. Like, you're, it's it's arguably just as hard to win a game in one sport as it is in another, based on like, if your team is supposed to be that good. I mean, look at the Bucks. The Bucks like at a point in time were like five hundred, and they just turned on for the last five games of the season. Just turn, just turns out that they're like those five games were the ones leading up to the playoffs. Like. The NBA over 72 games this year, at least, you got to be consistently good. And if you weren't up to par the first half of the season, you're playing catch up and might not even make the playoffs. And then when you get there, instead of just getting winning three straight games, like if I think that the Bucks played the Packers in a seven game series, um, like I think the Packers would have won that series. I think wait, 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 wait. If the Bucks played the Packers, oh, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought yeah, we were talking yeah. about Milwaukee oh, for a second. I was like, I whoa. Know, I was like, stay off listen. the weed. I, I think it's the cheat. I think if I think that if the like you you know who the best team is, um, it makes put it this way: if you're in the NFL, if you're the best team, like the under like if you're the best team, it's harder to win it because if you slip up, then you're done. But like for every other team that's not the best team, it's so much harder in the NBA because you have to be consistently better than a team that is on paper better than you. That, um, in my opinion, is and it's more likely like that's why you see, um, like the better teams winning the NBA championship more consistently. In the NFL, you might see underdogs like the Buccaneers come out of nowhere and win an NBA championship, even though you can't really call Brady an underdog. Like you get what I mean just by seeding. So. Yeah, I understand what you're saying with there. And, and I, I like the take. It's a good take. You know, that both are equally hard to win, I'd say. But if I have to give it to one, I got to give it to the NFL. I'd say it's harder to win an NFL championship just because football is a tough sport. And even if it's only a 17-game season going in – or 16, 17 games this year season going into the playoffs, you're still taking a lot of wear and tear for the year. And it it's certainly takes uh, – it takes a lot of mental and physical health to be able to get through a whole NFL season then have to play four, four more games to win it all. So I'm going to have to give it to the NFL. I mean, I think the whole series aspect is a really interesting argument because, like you said, it, it's uh, – football series would never work because once you play a team once, you have everything scouted. It's, you know – 
But like Frankie said earlier, you have to play – your 22 guys have to be playing to their best. If one guy slips up, you could be done. And there it is, one game out. And that's what I hate about, you know, one single-game elimination things. But, you know, that's just the way it is, and that's the way the world works. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it to the NFL, saying it is harder to win an NFL championship than an NBA championship. I mean, we're all – let's just say we're all entitled to our opinions. We are, we are all entitled to our opinions. Yeah. Moving on from that, we're going to go ahead and stay with some American sports. Guys, I'm curious, what sport has the best brawls? You see them all the time on you see them all the time on ESPN. You see them while you're scrolling through Instagram or Twitter. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, by the way. But what sport has the best brawls? Personally, personally, this is my answer. I'm gonna go ahead and leave this one off. Nothing beats a good baseball brawl. You got the guys hopping over the dugout fence, you got haymakers flying around every now and then. You got guys coming in from the bullpen. The fans are into it. Everyone loves it. Who who could hate a good American baseball brawl? So that's my take on it. I'm curious to hear your guys. It's Frankie. Let me hear it. Um, Another hard one. Another hard one. I mean, not much gets the blood pumping any more than seeing that bat drop and seeing someone charge the mound. Um, I love me a good... Nolan Ryan chokehold sucker punch combo. Um, gotta, but, I love my personal favorite is Amir Garrett trying to fight the whole team a couple years mm, ago, trying to fight oh the whole God, Pirates that's organization. A that's a good. What, the, what about that guy trying to fight the coach that one time? Yeah, yeah, those are those are always great. That was fun. Um, but also the Pe- the Pedro Martinez one a yeah, while ago. There's, there's a lot um, of great baseball brawls. But but I gotta go hockey. Ooh. I feel like. I, I do like baseball fights, but hockey's just – it's just – I feel like it's a part of the culture. I feel like it's its more a part of the sport. Um, dropping the gloves. Oh, my gosh. I, mean, I love me a good hockey fight. I think I think hockey fights are a little more a little more violent, a little more fun to watch. But also, I, I really don't understand a lot of NFL fights. I don't understand why guys – Keep trying to punch other guys in the NFL in the face when they have helmets when on. They have helmets on, it just looks like it hurts. Like AJ Green versus that one corner, I can't remember who it is, but I think it was Ramsey. Whenever it was, AJ. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was. And he was just punching him in the helmet, and it was like, that's not a couple you're gaining nothing from this, yeah, exactly. So, I'm, I'm gonna go hockey, I love me a good brawl and hockey. Well, that Rangers brawl the other night was awesome, where yes. the puck dropped, and there was how many fights in the first period. I think six six fights in the first period. Yeah, that's unreal. So we'll, we'll hand it off to Carter now. We got one for baseball, one for hockey. Is he going to go with a new sport, or is he going to stick with one of those two? I am actually going to go for a new sport. Okay. I, I feel like I, I could. I was thinking. I was like in my head. I'm like Jake. I think Jake should go with baseball. I know he appreciates a good baseball bro. You got a lot. I know he plays, and you know I gotta say, like watching the good baseball brawls, it's fun. Watching the hockey fights. I feel like I would appreciate hockey fights more if they didn't happen all the time. Like, that's the one downside. hockey That's fight. what I think the beauty of a baseball one is. It's not guaranteed. But the, but the one thing, the, the one fight that always just leaves me so speechless, like, is, is an NFL fight. I think, like, people are going to may criticize me for this. And my example, like, the one thing I can, will never forget is the brawl that resulted from, like, the Mason, the Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett thing. Like, oh my that, like, that was the one brawl that genuinely left me in, like, complete shock. Just jaw I mean, dropped. There are other times, like, I mean, like, regardless, whenever there's a fight, like a big fight in the NFL, 
if somebody hits somebody else in the helmet, like it's just funny to me. Like the Javon Wims thing with uh, Gardner Johnson, I remember Those this season. Funny. Like I remember there was like the Nickelodeon memes. Snatch your like, chain. Yeah, like, the snatch and chain of crap. Like crap exactly. chain to keep to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that while like the baseball fights and the hockey fights are great, um, there will always be times like if they happen, it's always just like oh yeah, like. I kind of just be sit straight faced watching the game like on my TV, but whenever a brawl happens in like the NFL and I see these four hundred pound linemen like like jumping on each other and like people throwing helmets at each other like that's just that's just a different level of entertaining for me. So I, I wish mean, like, I wish there were more NFL fights. I, I wish they were I, as common as baseball and hockey fights. Yeah, I think that whenever you see people grab each other in the face mask and try and toss each other on the ground like. That's less fun, but I think if you see a true brawl, like that's a different thing. And I know like other sports too, like basketball, there have some crazy crazy things. So, yeah, like, shout out Malice in the Palace, man. Yeah, Malice in the Palace is crazy, but I'm I'm gonna go football just because there's some big strong dudes and they're just wailing at each other with metal objects. Like, I don't know. It's crazy, but I I, I respect both of your guys' answers for different reasons. Yeah, I love I love all the takes we had there. There's nothing beats a good sports fight in general. I mean, it's always fun. You get to watch it over and over again. And it just it adds excitement to the game, especially in a rivalry game or something like that. I mean, I know Carter was a part of a very gnarly brawl back in high school in uh, one of the craziest games I've ever seen. So, like I said, nothing beats a good sports brawl every now and then. But moving on oh, from oh, that. Can I say one thing really quickly? You got one thing. Yeah, go for it, man. I've said this in a previous podcast. Might be a hot take. That's the favorite live sporting event I've ever been to. And I've been I think to it the is BCS as well. national championship. So I'd just like to put that out there. Yeah, it Shout is. Uh, maybe one day we'll, maybe one day we'll tell the whole story about what happened in that St. Francis game, but Hey, moving on from uh, some sports brawls, we're moving into our Instagram inquiries. First question comes from listener, Scott Rapicelli. He just wants us to talk about Trout's legendary start for the season. And the only thing I got to say about it, I'm going to keep it short and simple is who's surprised. Mike Trout's the GOAT. I heard a debate earlier about prime Albert Pujols for the Cardinals or Mike Trout right now. I'm taking Trout right now. I'm taking Trout against anybody. Trout, I've said it before on the pod, Trout will go down as the greatest baseball player of all time. It's not even close. I'm taking Trout all day, and I just got to say, I'm not surprised by his hot start. I am not surprised. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to Trout's start, but, I mean, who – could you, um, if I told you Trout was in 700, would you believe me? There's a good chance. It's hard. It's hard to argue with that. I would say, I would say, I would like to debate top five greatest baseball players of all time another time. But yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Mike Trout's a beast. But one thing that kind of stands out to me is the Angels are still last place in their division, even though they have Mike Trout, who's hitting 376 with 18 RBIs, and Shohei Otanes also leading them will be in home runs. A pitcher. Still, a pitcher. Exactly, and they're still last. So Yeah, I can't say anything about that. it, considering they just beat the Dodgers 3-1 to one in the series. So uh, if you guys would like to speak on that, that's all you. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, I'm not surprised either. I was going to bring up the Shohei Otani point. Like, he's also playing out of his mind, but – I mean, like, you hear Mike Trout playing great. Are you really surprised? Like, maybe he was somebody you hadn't heard before, but, like, Mike Trout's just a name that's been around for the past decade. And, like, you hear, oh, yeah, like, Mike Trout's playing insane. Like, yeah, of course he is. That's what we expect out of him. Like, we kind of expect him to be, like, 
the face of the like he's been the face of the angels like since oh he's yeah like, been there since he got called up he is the angels and even the angels are last in division frankie said like dude's still playing out of his mind it really shows how big of a team sport baseball is and how much you rely on the bullpen but i mean at the end of the day the angels aren't that good but like good to have a, di- a little diamond in the rough as they say i mean i'm I know Jake, you reiterated before, like, you feel terrible for the guy. Like, you, Let that man up, play in October for once, or for yeah, a second it, time, yeah, technically. I mean, like, it's, like, it's, like, tough. Like, how can you call this guy the GOAT if he's not getting those October moments? But, like, honestly, it's not on him that he's not getting those moments. Like, he's playing the best he can. Like, however old that man is, he's still hitting 376, like Frankie said. Like, I don't know. I think – Trout's a legendary dude. He's had a legendary career regardless. Has some legendary commercials with Subway. But um, Trout know. will go down as the GOAT, and I don't think anyone will change my mind on that, but we'll talk about and, that another time. Scott, Scott, we are not surprised. Not at all. So. Moving on from baseball, we're going to head over to football. We have a question from Xander Cho, and he wants to know, do we think Derek Carr is underrated? Frank, you want to lead us off with this one? I will. I think he's perfectly rated how he is right now. Um, I don't think he's underrated. I don't think he's overrated. Um, last year in the NFL, he had, was 10th in QBR rating. He had the sixth le- least interceptions, and he was smack dab in the middle for completion percentage. Nothing special passing touchdowns. Um, he had that one year where he was in MVP contention, but I think he's he's perfectly rated how he is. I think he's a middle-of-the-line NFL quarterback, no more, no less, no offense. But um, – and now he has a couple more weapons around him. So um, we'll see what he can do. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Frankie. I would, I'm going to give a little bit of a hot take here. I think he might be on a slight bit of a decline coming within the next couple of years, but I think he's rated perfectly how he is. I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people on football Twitter love to give Derek Carr shit, but I mean, he's overall is a very, very tough competitor and he has worked with, with what he's had with his whole career as a Raider. Um, I just think over the next couple of years, we will start to see the decline of Derek Carr unless they get him a little bit more help down in uh, Las Vegas. So I'm going to go ahead and agree with Frankie. He's, he's perfectly rated for now, but I think within the next few years, he might become a little overrated. He does, he does look like Sid from Toy Story, though. And that, is, that is also very true. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with both of you guys. I mean, at the end of the day, like, who really cares about Derek Carr? At the, like, <laughs> we, should, we should be talking about the, the big names in sports at the end of the day. I appreciate the question, but I mean, when was the last time you saw people debating on, hey, is Derek Carr going to be your guy? Like, look, I think the Raiders could have a good team. Like, I, I think they're like an okay squad, but they're with the Chargers. They're with the Chiefs. Like, they actually beat the Chiefs once. They handed the Chiefs, like, the Chiefs don't regular season, real regular season L. So, I mean, look, respect to Derek Carr for that game. Do I think he's underrated? No. Do I think he's overrated? No. I feel like I can't really say he's underrated or overrated because nobody really talks about the dude anymore ever since he had that close to MVP season. So, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still in the league for a reason, still starting QB for a reason. I do think they should give Mariota a little bit more of a chance because I honestly think he could be better than Mariota or Mariota could be better than Derek Carr. Um, But, look, it's Derek Carr. This guy guy must be a Raiders fan, but, like, I I respect it because – Derek Carr, like, I think if you threw him, he's kind of like a worse version of Matthew Stafford, in my opinion. Like, he's just not in the right situation. And whenever he was put in the right situation for a little bit, like, 
he showed how good he really was. So, yeah, he is a Raiders fan and he loves to praise Derek Carr. So, our next question comes from Elijah Simpson, and we're going to stick with football here. His question is If Aaron Rodgers does, in fact, leave the Packers, who becomes the favorites in the NFC North? Carter, huge Aaron Rodgers guy. I want to hear your take on this first. I mean, look, I know that there's these rumors. That, I, at first, I don't think he's going to leave. I, th- I think he's coming back. But in this hypothetical scenario that he leaves, which there's no way it happens, but in this hypothetical scenario that he leaves, um, I've, I got the Bears to – I mean, like, I don't think the Lions are going to be good. I think they're going to be pretty bad – like, like very bad, actually. Oh, and, Bears. In that case, it comes down to a competition between the Bears and the Vikings. At the end of the day, I just think the Bears are a better team. They kind of got things turned around at the end of the season last year. I feel like they're going to keep that momentum rolling in the next year. I mean, like, Rodgers literally suns the Bears every game. So, if Rodgers is not in that division, then, like, I got I got the Bears. But like, doesn't he's gonna be so it, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. So if Rogers is gone, you're gonna take the Bears. I mean, I really want one of you guys to say the Packers still anyway, just because I, I love that hot take, but I'll let you I'm gonna say the Bears. Yeah, I, I like Justin Fields. Frankie. Right. Let me hear it. I got two words. I got two words. Duh Bears. <laughs> yeah. You think, think Justin Fields because you think Justin Fields is a starter and he leads him to the uh, to win the NFC North? Maybe I do. I do. I think I think he's um, he's such a great deep passer and it's gonna um, help receivers like Allen Robinson. Who please, he's never played with the real quarterback. I think he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. I think he's one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL and someone like Mooney too. Um, so I, I think. The Bears. Frankie, you got two words. I got three. Go, Pack, go. I do think Rodgers is going to leave, in contrary to Carter's opinion, but I think Jordan Love steps in, tears it up in his first year, and not only do they win the NFC North, but they win the NFC. Packers, Super Bowl 2022. Hot take. Might be a bit of a hot take. Might be a bit of a hot take. But that's a boiling hot take. That's that, that's I'm gonna let that rip there. Our next question comes hot. from our good buddy Brady Hoffman. He wants to know which athletes have motivated us our whole life. Who would like to take this one first? Man, that's such a tough question because I feel like at different points it's like it's different people. I remember like growing up, the person who like gave me the most motivation, like just ever was Kevin Durant because I was just like this super skinny dude playing like sports like basketball and soccer. And he just like dominated everybody. Like not gonna lie, whenever he went to the Warriors, like that was just one of the toughest moments ever. Like I was so sad. Um, but I mean like- Slim Reaper. Le- Le- yeah, like LeBron Wait, too. Oh, like cupcake? Yeah, the, the <laughs> cupcake now. But I mean, like Le- LeBron at times, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I like I always like a good underdog story. Like I was never a big LeBron guy until like the comeback against the Warriors. That's I've also been like a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Um, just because like he's put in a bad situation. All the dude does like he does complain now, but like he kind of just like puts his head down and is and is a bad man for sixteen games out of the year. 
So I think that like every underdog story, just like watching those happen and like the guys who lead those, it's like I feel like that's what motivates us. Like I don't know, I feel like you whenever you wake up, you don't you don't wake up saying, Oh yeah, like I'm I'm the favorite. Like there are things that are gonna try and put you off in your day and stuff like that. And I think the things that motivate you are the the people who overcome that adversity. So I feel, I feel like the, the athletes that do that are the ones that motivate me. It's a good question, though. I like that answer as well. Frankie, who motivates you most? I love that answer, Carter. I also love me a good underdog. Um, this is kind of a weird answer, but Isaiah Thomas, not Isaiah Thomas from the Bad Boys, but Isaiah Thomas as in Celtics, Sacramento Kings, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. He gave – he gave everything to that city of Boston and they did him super dirty and uh, I'm never going to forget that, but he gave his heart and soul. Uh, he dropped 53 on his dead sister's birthday. Like that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen that he was like unbelievable to watch that season. And he just gave everything, everything to that city. He's such an underdog last pick in the NBA draft. Everyone said he's too short. He's too small. Um, so I love me a good underdog. So I'm going to go IT. The original was, king of the fourth. That was tough. I, I love that answer as well. And uh, I'm going to stick to my roots with baseball. And this man has uh, been an inspiration to me for years on top of years. And I got to go with my man, Clayton Kershaw. Not as much of an underdog story, but known as a postseason choker. And, man, just to see him finally win his first ring last year was – it still gets to me, man. It, it's one of the most emotional things. And he has gotten so much hate from the city of Los Angeles and, you know, he has brought them nothing and gave them nothing but his best for, I think, 10 plus years now. So um, my, my answer there is Kershaw, not as much of an underdog story, but, you know, has just had the narrative of being a choker and was finally able to change that last year in LA. So our final Instagram inquiry comes from a loyal listener, Jason Rowe, and he wants to know if number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence or Mets starting pitcher, Noah Syndergaard has better flow. And I got to give it to my boy Syndergaard. Got to give it to Thor. He's got the flow. But if we want to talk about flow, the guy with the best flow is sitting in the Zoom call right now, and that's Frankie Green. And speaking of Frankie. Thank you. Frankie, lead us off with your hot take today. All right. All right. So bear with me on this one, all right? It's going to take a a tiny bit of time. Okay. Let it out. Okay. So the best player in their sport of all time. So I'm not talking about the best athlete. I'm not talking about the best sports player of all time. I'm talking about more compared to anyone else in their sport. All right. So they're miles, 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 miles ahead of the next best player in their sport. They're just so dominant. So the best player ever in their sport, Wayne Gretzky. All right. I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. Like, I just I keep thinking about it and like I can compare it like so you got MJ and then you got LeBron. So when you think of MJ, you think of LeBron. When you think of, you know, Tom Brady, Jay Rice, Jim Brown, like the fact that you're thinking about multiple guys means they're they weren't like as dominant as Gretzky. So let me just I mean, his nickname is the great one. So let me just rifle off some stats right away to back up this hot take. So he's got four Stanley Cup wins, nine MVPs. He has the record for most goals in a season, most assists in a season, most career goals, most career assists. He has the record for most points. So points in NHL is assists and goals combined. So he has career, he has um, 
those 2,857 points, and no other player has over 2,000. So, if I'm not mistaken, you can take away his goals and he would still be leading that category. That is exactly correct. So Wayne Gretzky, he's, he's just – he is the greatest player at a sport of all time. I'm not sure. To me, that's not a hot take, but I think to other people it might be. So Most dominant. There you go. And just a little honorable mention to go with hockey there. We had a, uh, we had a hot take from one of our viewers, and he said, Connor McDavid is currently the most dominant athlete of, in all of professional sports. He's another hockey player. Uh, if you guys want, you should look him up. He has been putting up Gretzky-like numbers. And uh, I think uh, a little bit of a hot take is it's harder to do today than it was back in Gretzky's day, just how much the game has evolved. So well, I love that take, though. I love that take, Frankie. That's definitely, Jake, that's, that's definitely way harder to get points in today's era than it was back then. Like, you watch how they play. Even the goalies. The goalies were way worse. But, like, yeah. Frankie, I definitely, like, I actually really appreciate that hot take especially, but – yeah, McDavid too also has a really good another really good player on his team. But the Oilers just uh yeah talk about McDavid led team. Yeah. Um but I mean for my hot take, Jake, I know you talked about this um like a, a couple of days ago, and I was trying to find a comparison and how I could weave it into my hot take. And okay. maybe okay. this isn't so much of a isn't so much of a take, but just like something I feel the need to say. I think that there are more people in the United States that given a map of the world could look at it and point to and correctly name every country than could correctly explain the rules of cricket. Oh, you, I, I, you, I love this take. I love this take. Does anyone know how to play cricket here? Anybody? I, I genuinely think more people could do what then there's 196 countries correctly pointing out every single one given a map is very hard, but I still think more people could do that than explain the rules of cricket. I am like, so sorry for offending any cricketers, but he's right. He's right. How does it work? You hit the ball forwards. Means, you hit the ball backwards. You run you have, in the most weird way possible. It makes our, no sense. Our Instagram is 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 it's I'm pretty sure it's, it's Zoom Sports Talk and yes. we're, we're that we have we look at the DMs so if, if anybody wants to slide, uh, please explain the damn sports and explain the rules. Please do. I, I would appreciate it. I would love to be proved wrong. If you want to sit down and look at a map and name every country, <laughs> then I'd love to be proved right. But that, that that's that's my take, and I, I I feel like we can all stand by it. I love the take. I really do love the take. Maybe we'll have to go on a Zoom Sports World Tour and we'll have to go catch a cricket game down in Australia or something. But we should. We should. Yeah. Wow. I love that take. And please, if anyone can explain cricket to us, I would love to hear it. Uh, I'll go ahead and close this out with the hot takes for today. My hot take. Big story in the news this week. Big sport uh, story in the sports world. Albert Pujols getting released by the Angels about 30 games into the year. His last, his more than likely last year playing in the MLB seems a little too suspicious than just, you know, he was hitting with a 196 average with a couple of home runs. I think there's more to it. And what I think there is to it is he got popped for steroids. He said, you know what? Hey, I'm going to go try to have the best last year that I can. Took some roids, got popped for it. MLB said, Hey, instead of us, you know, tainting your career, blowing the chance of you getting in the hall of fame instead of what you did they were like you know what? we're just gonna release you it's gonna go under the table you're gonna retire early so 
hot take that ends up being true i'm gonna love that take but please what really is matters at the end of this episode is someone explain the game of cricket to us we beg you that'll wrap it up for episode seven we have had an amazing time talking about all sports today tune in next week and once again happy mother's day to all the moms out there like carter said or frankie said one of them you the real mvp yeah, Peace, guys. We'll, sure. we'll be we'll be back. We'll be back together soon. I think all of us kind of make our way back home soon. So we'll uh, be in the good in person setup soon. But oh, we're close. We're getting close, yeah. boys. We're we're getting there. But that that that's a wrap on episode seven. Hope you guys enjoy. See ya. Peace. Peace.